Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. Okay, I hope you're having a great day today. Um, We're going to be talking about the healing power of humor. And, uh, you know, humor is a really uh, wonderful thing because it really puts our brain in a much better perspective. It communicates a sense of hope. It, it, it uh, communicates a sense of faith and love and joy. Humor is one of the most attractive things that a person can have in their life. And, you know, the truth is around us, there are so many negative forces, negative people, people that uh, are always wanting to, you know, stand on the mountaintop and and point out the flaws. And the, the truth is that if you want to be a negative person, you're going to find flaws in everybody. Uh, most negative people can't find the negative in themselves, but they're more than happy to point out the imperfections in the world and, and how people affect the world. And so, you know, we got to get out of that context and, you know, hope that uh, they find God and find a sense of peace in their life. Um, but you cannot control people that are negative. You can't control what they do, how they operate. And so, you know, you've got to look to a different angle in life and you've got to look to a different place where there is hope. And uh, humor is the greatest harbor for that. And, you know, our comedians that are professionals out there that aren't, you know, raunchy and people that are actually smart and can create jokes that are decent, uh, those folks are invaluable because they bring a gift to all of us that is so needed. Even the ones that are not professionals but good enough about delivering humor, that's wonderful. But, you know, humor is always best directed at ourselves. It's something that we often have to look at ourselves and our own flaws and point those out rather than trying to hurt other people. You know, it's a pervasive part of our human experience. And and if you watch people in social groups, they spend a lot of time laughing. You know, what's beautiful is when I look at my children, they laugh so much and it is so wonderful because they don't see the negatives in life as much as we do. What they see is the purity and the wonder and the joy of new experiences and they find laughter even where we as adults are jaded and we don't find that. And it's so healing to see uh, that in them because that brings out the joy in us as parents and as people. You know, many popular forms of entertainment are focused on creating humorous situations and a lot of the pictures and videos that people share on social media are also funny and despite the importance of humor in people's lives it's been remarkably difficult to understand the conditions that make something funny in fact if you ask most people what their theory of humor is they will often respond that it has something to do with unexpected events you know um If you ever look up on YouTube, Giraffe and Quicksand, it talks about grieving and and talks about the stages of grieving. It's a wonderful uh, video, but it's very tragic in many ways. But it does have hope to it. Um, You know, those kind of situations, those kind of scenarios are, are... 
our ways, the life becomes very true to us and that we ourselves can fall into issues and into life. And if we don't look at those issues in a positive way and learn from them, then we're always going to dwell on them and make those issues who we are. You know, the question of what makes something funny is... uh, is uh, been taken up in the Journal of uh, uh, Personality and, and Social Psychology. Uh, and uh, there was also a book by Caleb Warren and Peter McGraw called uh, The Humor Code. And I believe that came out somewhere in March uh, 2016. But they basically start pointing out there's lots of ways that things could be unexpected or incongruent. Some events are just genuinely unexpectedly surprising. And others involve a strange juxtaposition of things that should not belong together. For example, you know, uh, 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 I believe uh, the New York Post or some New York magazine, something had a cartoon of a hipster and a, 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 a chastisic uh, Jew standing side by side on the subway, and both had familiar long beards. Uh, still, the other incongruous events were just atypical. Finally, some unexpected events are violations of the norm and standard of how the world ought to be. Now, you know, humor is very serious business. There's a there's a simple comedy like the basic Adam Sandler obvious stuff, but jokes display real intellect. And despite a whole lot of reflection and experimentation, uh, no one has yet discovered a unifying theory of of laughter. In, in today's personalities, that's really where it comes from, is our intellect and our personality and our ability to deliver a high-valued sense of humor. And if you can develop that in your life, you're going to make your life 10 million times better. But the whole thing has to do with your attitude and how you view life and how your perception is of life. You know, the beautiful thing is, is that we can laugh at our flaws or we can point at our flaws. The people that laugh at their flaws have much more resiliency and have much more ability to understand that we all identify with flaws. We all identify with ourselves. But the other thing is humor can be a double-edged sword and it can, it can make better relationships and help you cope with life. But it also can be corrosive and eat away at self-esteem and antagonizing other people. And it's a form of communication like speech that we can all use it very different. So there's all kinds of different humor. For instance, there's there's put-down humor. Now, this is very aggressive humor, and it's used to criticize and manipulate other people by teasing, by sarcasm, by ridicule. But when it's aimed against uh, uh, different people in the real world, it has a sharper edge, like a put-down, such as uh, telling friends an embarrassing story about another person or you talking bad about your spouse. You know, these are all things that can be very, uh, uh, this put-down humor is a power differential, and it's a way to make yourself look better and make someone else look worse. But the problem is it only makes the person delivering it look worse. And so that's not a type of humor that is really strong. But there is bonding humor, and, and bonding humor is really important. It, it's when we tell jokes, uh, we, we tell uh, we have a lightened mood. We remember things that are similar. We tell stories that remind us of other stories in each other's lives. We share with each other our lives and we laugh about our experiences after they're through the, the deep and dark parts of our life. And it's important to identify with that because we all, we all feel pain and we all feel hurt and we all have disappointment. 
but it's really how we respond to it that's more important. And so bonding humor has a dark side sometimes, but it also can be inclusive. And it's that knowing that someone else is flawed just like us. And that makes us feel comfortable with the other person. You know, um, the, 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 uh, great thing is is sometimes uh, you you be polite to people and if you're not behind their back um, you would basically can be very hurtful to other people so it's important that you maintain positive when you give people positive you're going to get back positive but you got to be positive about them even when they are not around you know, it's so attractive. It's so beautiful to have people in your life who are able to look at the positive in you and remind you of that on a continuous basis. And that in itself is a good sense of humor. It's a, it's when people can identify with your truths, with your problems, and just go, yeah, I know, I did this, this. Is, and, and then you understand that your problems are not nearly as, as complicated or as bad as they are in your head. You know, there's also hate me humor. Hate me humor. This is you, this this is where you're the butt of the joke of the amusement of others, and it's often uh, basically uh, uh, being a clown or or making fat of our uh, making fun of our fatness or whatever those kind of things might be, making fun of our own flaws. Now, a small dose of that can be charming, but a little you know, a little can go a long way. But uh, routinely offering yourself up. Uh, to be uh, humiliate yourself and disrespect yourself and it fosters depression and anxiety and also can backfire by making other people feel uncomfortable with having to comfort you because they want to say well no you're not that bad you're not that bad and so it, it's kind of a way of getting attention but it's a way of getting negative attention so what we're talking about is some styles that can really affect us and hurt us and so when we look at our sense of humor we've got to really look at what are the goals of that sense of humor you know, we can laugh at life. It is so funny. When we admire someone who doesn't take themselves too serious, this is what we're talking about. More than just a way of relating to other people, but it's a, it's a, it's a looking at all the colors and all the gray in life and looking at what it has to offer us. You know, it can help us cope with challenges, take a step back. Laughing at absurdities of everyday life is so important. And, you know, studies link a sense of humor to good health. And, um, you know, when you have a wry or a, or a funny perspective, it's hard to remain anxious or hostile for long because you have that sense of humor to fall back on and make people laugh. And, you know, I look in my own life and I, I remember I had a relative who uh, used to collect and hoard. And uh, so what he did was uh, he found a bathtub because they needed a new bathtub. And so instead of uh, buying a bathtub, he found a bathtub out in the, the uh, somebody's trash and brought it home. And he couldn't get it through the bathroom door. So what he did was he cut the frame out. <laughs> So, so the door, when it closed, would have holes on the side. And, of course, there were other people in the family there. You know, another thing the same, the same relative did was he, he was springtime and he hoarded in his backyard. And basically what he did was he took a mirror from somebody, their trash, and it was spring. So the sun was starting to come out, and he used to put his money in his backyard and hoard it in the backyard to hide it because he didn't believe in banks. And so what happened was the mirror, of course, did what mirrors do, reflected the light, 
and uh, created a fire and burnt his whole backyard down. And it took months uh, to cash in the burnt half bills and all that stuff. And it's funny, but it's not funny. It's funny in a sense that it could have been prevented. But in another sense, it's funny because we do these kind of stupid things in life without thinking about it. You know, the, you know, stress is, is, is also something that can be brought down by humor and, uh, and it's emotional aspect and it's physical aspect. You know, emotional tension contributes to stress and it's lowered through the cathartic effects of humor. So laughter is followed by a state of, of physical relaxation and diminished physical tension. So, you know, it's important. That's why comedy clubs are so wonderful. A lot of people don't realize, but they are great things if you can actually get good comedians, which is hard to find. But if you can get to see good comedians that make you laugh, you need that release. That is better than a medical appointment with a doctor. That is healing. And so it's really important to seek that out and to create that in your life. You know, uh, Charlie Chaplin once said, a day without laughter is a day wasted, you know? So what does fear do? You know, if you're going to live in fear, you're going to live in your head. And so people that live in fear, that's all they do. They think about what they fear, what the, and they make everybody else more powerful. And so they lose touch with who they are in life. And so fear can define who you are. And so, you know, if you can look at life in a faith-based sense and hope for the best in people and see the negative people in life and pray that they find something good in their life and they find God, they find something spiritually within their life that actually motivates them and makes them want to be a constructive person. Um, anxiety are also a, a, a product that, that can be used with uh, and fear can be used in humor. So, you know, when we talk about fear, fear is oftentimes very primal and makes us do uh, crazy, crazy things. And so the crazy things in life that fear makes us do, we want to laugh about that. You know, if you spent, you know, four hours in the evening not sleeping because you're thinking about all the things you fear, and, and then all of a sudden you wake up and, and life is not nearly as, as detrimental as you think it is, use that. Use those dreams. Use that constructiveness as a way to look at life and laugh at it because that's going to help you. And, and communicate your fears. That's an important thing, too. If we can communicate our fears, we have more material available to, to laugh at and to understand that life is not nearly as serious as we make. We're only on this earth for a very short time. And if you want to make it a negative experience, then give the power to negative people. But if you want to be a positive influence, then you want to reach inside yourself and find humor in life. You know, also laugh at your insecurities. You know, uh, uh, the, the insecurities about details of life is an excess concern. I remember uh, it was a beautiful thing. I, I had uh, Yakov Smirnov on, on this show uh, a couple years ago, and he was telling me about uh, Russia, and he mentioned that, you know, every time that you see a little boy or a little girl standing in the window of an apartment, uh, please understand that most of the time it's because their, their parents are both having sex behind them. <laughs> and so it's interesting because when I went to Russia a few years ago after that show, um, that I did see a little kid <laughs> in an apartment <laughs> staring out the window. And all I could think about was that joke about what he said. You know, it, it those 
those gifts keep on giving, you know, those images keep on giving. And so, you know, it's, it's one thing to look at life with insecurities and fear. It's another thing to embrace life with insecurities and fear and communicate and be willing to say, hey, that's there. This is just what it is and accept it um, because that's what makes life fun. That's what makes life joyous. You know, so one of the things that what what we have to look at what human humor is uh, in all cultures is, is that we have to understand uh, also there are funny things about cultures. And if we're able to laugh at our own culture, then we're able to understand, hey, you know, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. You know, uh, if I look at the, all of the primitive things that I grew up with in Indiana as a child and all the horrible uh, uh inadequacies in people and all the prejudices and all the horrible stuff you can either look at back on that and call it good or evil or you can look at it and call it stupid and just where people were it doesn't mean that's who they are today but that's where people were all right we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back we're going to talk about what what it takes to get a joke what is funny what can be hurtful and we're going to look at what humor can do for us and how to be funny Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. 
and we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about uh, the healing power of humor. You know, I was thinking uh, just last night or just the other, uh, it was actually yesterday morning, uh, my son uh, was uh, uh, playing with his cereal and he, he dumped his cereal ball all over the carpet. And I'm like, why did you do that for? Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden I kicked my own coffee over. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, why am I yelling at him when I'm doing the same thing? I did the, the, something even worse. You know, we have to look at ourselves and go, wow, you know, is it, is it really, you know, do we really have to take ourselves so serious? And do we really have to be so perfectionistic that we can't uh, laugh at ourselves? You know, it, it's uh, humor is a character strength and it's positive. And um, it's really important because it makes people feel good. It gains intimacy and it uh, helps buffer stress. And if you want to live a long life, you want to get rid of as much stress as possible because stress is one of the things that will just kill you. It just kills you. It turns on that mechanism in your brain that says it's time to go. You know, along with gratitude and hope and, and spirituality, a sense of humor brings a, a, a set of strengths. And those uh, strengths have uh, transcendence to them. That means we can rise above problems. We can rise above the trivial things in life that people will focus on. And, uh, and and it's so easy for people to look at those negative things. So if you're a person that doesn't and chooses to look at alternatives that are much better than the perceptions of negativity, you're going to draw a lot of health into yourself. Appreciation of humor really means that you, you're willing to look at strengths and the wisdom and the love of learning, experiential learning. That means you make mistakes and you learn from them. And humor uh, activities and exercise result in increased feelings of emotional well-being and optimism. So what does it take to make a joke? Well, you know, you have to mentally represent the setup, which means that this is the way things are supposed to have gone. Then you detect the problem. And and it, it could be with multiple things. It could be with one big thing. And then you have to resolve that thing, that incongruity, by inhibiting the not funny interpretations, appreciating the meaning of the funny one, meaning that 
you focus on the flaw that you implicitly have within yourself. And if you're able to do that, you're able to take life a lot less serious. You know, it's really important to grab on to old memories and build on those memories because those memories mean you have to be humble. And you've got to look back on your life and you've got to go, wow, you know, I, I, you know, kids are the best way to look back. You know, I look at my, my uh, uh, son when he does his little hyper stuff and he'll go nuts running around the house making noise. I know every neighbor in town is hearing him. And uh, the deal is I did that. <laughs> And I'm just looking, and my wife looks at me, she says, well, there there you are when you were younger. You know, your kids are a great reflection of who you were when you were a child, because many times they inherently take on our own qualities. I don't know how that works, but genes, whatever, maybe our own behavior, I don't know, but they pick up on a lot of things from us. They are a great reflection of maybe the better, more innocent parts of who we were or who we are. You know, um, the thing about uh, negativity, and if we gravitate to the negativity, that comes from an inner child that just takes life so serious and feels so weighed down, and they live in that negative experience. And that's because as children, and we're going to talk about this next week, uh, the, the, the power of words and phrases, is that what we're going to look at is, is basically how these things can hurt us and how these tapes can play through our mind and remind us of negative things. And if we live in that, that's all we uh, are able to bring out in life around us. So we're also important to look at things that may not be funny. And we need to understand that if humor involves hurting another person, if it's about an an ethnic group or a racist or sexist jokes, these are things that are uh, things that are not going to go over well, especially in this day and age. Uh, So we have to think in a sense of our humor as more about storytelling and more about being able to to distance ourselves from what we're talking about and and being able to say, hey, you know, it's over and done, but, you know, look at it and, and make fun of it. You know, people that have a sense of humor report greater life satisfaction. You know, I had a, a friend of mine that was going through uh, um, cancer and uh, colon cancer. And so, obviously, he had to get uh, a lot of things done at the doctor that he didn't want to have done. And... Uh, you know, he took it as a sense of humor. You know, he he would tell the doctor. You know, he would, uh, you know, make fun of the doctor doing things to him and stuff like that. And then he would go out in the lobby and make jokes about what just happened in the office. And basically, he would laugh at the cancer. He was laughing at the fact that what he had to go through to get rid of this cancer, and he took that as fun. And guess what? He healed. He healed from cancer and not not that the doctor didn't help and not that God didn't help but I tell you he he healed and and so humor and taking things uh, with with that life is dishing us things out and this is what we have to do to get through it is so so important you know it's 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 a uniquely human ability uh, to reflect on our past our present and our future and imagine details in these mental representations you know if we can look at a vacation uh, that didn't go like planned and and start to look at what our image was compared to what happened 
we begin to now that it's over, you can sit back and go, wow, you know, I can't imagine if I was on like one of those cruise ships that breaks down where, where you, you know, you can't even flush the toilet. I mean, imagine what you thought of as your vacation and then what you end up having to do to survive the vacation. Now, during that experience, it's totally miserable, totally miserable. But then you have to look back on it and make something good out of it. So it's, you know, people also very greatly in the ability and the detail of their mental representation. You know, some people may have what what uh, some uh, psychologists call a negative past perspective and frequently thinking about the bygone mistakes that haven't done anything to do with that They lose their present because they live in the past. And so they lose life. They, they basically cannot live when they live in those negative experiences and they continue to perpetuate them on through their life. Um, you know, it's related to humor is related to feelings of well-being and and it's a treatment and it's a sense of, uh, of finding good within ourselves and laughing at the good within ourselves you know when when you give people compliments you're going to create a lot of friends when you want to create a lot of enemies a lot of horrible things in life then point out the negatives you know, people that are negative have negative experiences in life. They get what that comes back to them. Eventually, it all catches up. So, you know, there's a need for humor. There's a starvation for it out there. And if you can deliver it, your life is going to be magnetic, powerful, you know, respect laughter. You know, uh, um, it's very important uh, because if you just take it for granted that humor is just a sidetrack, what you're going to find is you're not going to find the beauty of life. Life is about living in the now. It's not living in the past. It's not living in the future. It's living in now and being able to make now a more positive moment. Now, you know, people that uh, want to use humor as a superiority thing, that's never good. It's never good. But using it as a release of tension and as being able to do the unexpected surprises are are one of the funniest things in the world is being able to do what no one expects. (laughs) So, You know, it's important to understand that. And and when we do stupid things in life, to be able to laugh at them and go, "Uh, did I expect to do that? Well, no, but did I? Yeah, well, there it is. (laughs) It's It's a way of understanding that, hey, you know, you've got to move on. You've got to move on. And, and so humor is a part of that healing. The also uh, thing about humor is it's therapeutic and it helps you cope with inconvenient truths. And it can be used to introduce and accept uncomfortable facts about ourselves. It, it's used to ease you into accepting your insecurities, but not always uh, the positive way you coped with those insecurities. So you think about how you dealt with those insecurities and uh, basically you find that, uh, you know, you may not have done well. You know, people that dwell on the negative in life, the thing about them is if you pander to them and you just try to avoid them and you try to avoid conflict with them, it only makes them greater because they want to feed on that negativity because they want to have that place to just continue to beat on and beat on, beat on. Um, And so a lot of people find themselves in a negative relationship with someone that has no humor because they just can continue to beat on the negative and that other person panders to them. Yes, I understand all you know, even takes responsibility, whatever they have to do to get that person to just stop. But that never stops them. It amps them up even further and even further and even further. Um, 
The other thing about laughter is it creates a sense of social standing. You know, it's beautiful to be able to, I love to go to parties, uh, especially parties where I know people and uh, feel safe. Uh, because what happens is you can tell stories and you can laugh about your life and you can relate. And a lot of people are they they are afraid to to go to parties because it takes too much energy. But what they don't realize is it helps you cultivate your humor. You know, um, when my father died, it was interesting because. I wanted to focus on his life rather than his death. And so focusing on his life and the experiences in his life and looking back on those things, I choose to do that because those were fun. Those were good days and those are the days that he would have wanted me to remember rather than focusing on how he died and how things ended. You know, using a funeral is a great place for a sense of humor because it realizes that, hey, life is about memories. It's not about having to focus on all the bad things that happened to us. It's focusing on making memories. And making memories does not cost money. It just takes a sense of us trying to make a moment good. You know, um, we also want to be able to uh, call out our own flaws. You know, if we put ourselves in a, in a higher social uh, structure than other people, we want to call ourselves out and say, yeah, you know, um, you know, it's so funny. I, I was uh, working with a guy the other day. He was just, uh, he was coming into an office and he was uh, uh, coming in to sell. And the first thing he said was very funny. He said, do I look like, do I look like a good salesman? Because <laughs> he was all dressed up in his sales outfit. You know, how, how's my salesy look? <laughs> and, and so instead of becoming a negative experience where you go, oh, my gosh, another salesperson. It was like, oh, wow, this was cool. I mean, he, he realizes that, that we're going to see that and we're going to go negative on it. And so, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, when you look at life and you laugh at your own self, you, you're able to make uh, people drop barriers. And so that's really, really a cool thing about people. And when you're able to do that, it's fun. You know, if you're all dressed up in, in a tuxedo and you're having to go to some wedding or do something, you know that's not who you are. You So make fun of it. <laughs> you know, drag the real you into the tuxedo and, and try to reflect on what that really is. <laughs> and so, you know, you can find, Mel Brooks used to say that, you, and he still says, but you can find humor everywhere around you, everywhere around you. You want to laugh on your own terms. And you want to make jokes and use a frame of, of, of a sense of superiority, even though you're not superior. And, and you want to use surprise twists in your stories. And you want to relay wisdom or criticism supported by humor. And, and you know, it, it's important to, to add nuance to those stories and to build on those stories because that humor, people starve for it. They just starve for it. And so... Uh, very important to find that in life. So how do we make humor? We're going we're gonna to basically go into some of that. We're going to take a break and then we're going to continue into it. But I'm going to start with, you know, um, people that are naturally funny. Being funny is a set of skills that they've learned. And some people think that, hey, this is something that they were born with. Well, some people are born because they're positive, happy people. Children themselves can be very positive. My son is a hoot. My daughter is a hoot. They are fun, 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 fun. And what's so cool about them is, is that they are free to enjoy and look at life and try to find the humor in it. But, you know, humor is best developed. It's something that we have to learn. I, I know that I worked with a, a, a comedian, Max Alexander, uh, when I was in high school, 
uh, I went to see him at the comedy workshop in New York, and uh, basically uh, he was on stage. And we asked, uh, me and a friend of mine asked to see the comedian. And we went to, we went to, uh, he took us out for Chinese after the show. And it was late. And we had such a good time with him. But it, he was a very serious person. And we were like, wow, you're different than you were on stage. And he was different because as a person, his life was pretty tough. But as an individual, he was able to make fun of himself. He was a very big guy, so he used that in his uh, acts as stuff uh, that, that actually propelled him. And he went on to, to make movies. He was in uh, Roxanne, the movie with Steve Martin. He played one of the big, the big large uh, uh, firemen that was afraid to go down the fire pole. I mean, he, he is very funny, very funny guy. He, he recently passed away, unfortunately, but uh, very funny man. So... You know, to keep a funny, you want to keep like a funny file. You want to keep a file either in your brain or write it down of things that have happened to you that are funny. And journaling those kind of things is very important because when you can go back to it, you can reintroduce it back into your life and give the gift of humor to other people. And and so it, it's pretty cool that we're if we're able to store, we don't realize that stuff is gold. It's worth a whole lot to us because it makes our life so much better. So we're going to talk about making humor, how to build humor, and we're uh, going to go on into inter- why, uh, inter- intervening and asking for that humor to come into our lives. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about making humor and the healing power of humor. It's, you know, it's so important in life to be able to tell stories. If you tell a joke, jokes have a lot of risk because they have a punchline. And if the punchline fa- falls flat, you end up looking like a fool. And the other thing is about jokes is people want more jokes. And as you get into your library of jokes... The jokes don't get any better. <laughs> so what you want to do is you want to focus on stories that are relevant. You know, if you look at your ability to be married and look at the, the way you communicate in marriage and laugh at that and laugh at the moments that you've had where you just were stupid. Or if you look at how you parented your child and then they come back to you with the way you parented them. You know, I was I was using the stink eye for my son uh, the other day and I was like, you know, cause he was doing some crazy stuff and, and, and so I did some crazy stuff and he looked back at me the same way. <laughs> and so, you know, what goes around comes around. So, you know, it's important to understand that, that these things, uh, uh, it's much safer to tell stories because stories usually involve us. And so, you know, it's been, it's good to set up the people that were in the story and be able to characterize who they are and what they're like. These kind of things can be fun, you know, and, and it's cool. It's really cool to be able to have that sense of humor. I, I was in uh, um, I was in a coffee shop yesterday, and this lady was sitting next to me, and she was just basically talking about politics. And uh, so, you know, I was, you know, people can get really heavy into the way politics is today because it's so serious and so divided. But you know, I was. I was trying to to help her understand that you know it's just um, we're just in a place in time. It's a, it's a work in progress. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that where we're at today is going to be where things are going to be. It means that we have to be able to look at the world as it is and laugh as it you know and understand that there is hope. You know that that there's always hope. And if we look for hope, we're going to be funny. But you have to be a person that looks for hope and not looks for negativity. You also. Uh, um, you want to establish a pattern that ends with something unexpected. And this breakaway from the pattern is created by uh, uh, items that, that builds tension and it creates surprise and it usually results in laughter. 
And so, you know, if, if we're acting like uh, something is going to kill us when it actually doesn't, that's what's so funny when you, when you scare people um, <laughs> they, and they act like they're about to die, but then they realize that you were, they were, you're just scaring them. And so that's funny because the reaction that they're giving to a normal daily event is something that they didn't expect from themselves. Um, I remember one time when uh, I was driving and uh, somebody pulled in front of me and I almost hit them and I was with somebody in the car. I think it was my best friend and he started laughing so hard because when that happened, I was like a a female opera singer. (laughs) So, I mean, I literally, my voice went up in octaves. I was like, like, it was like an old woman. (laughs) And so... Uh, we pulled over after that happened and laughed and laughed and laughed. But it was a very serious situation that could have really killed us both. But, you know, the the looking at that part of it, it was like, wow, you know, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, um, the funny part is the end of the sentence usually. And so that's that's important. And, and so, you know, uh, we want to look at life and we want to look at the outcomes we get based on what we're looking at coming in and what we end up with coming out. You know, that is where we compare and contrast, and that's what draws on humor. You also want to draw on your real-life experiences. That's where the true humor is. That's where comedians really make or break it because they look at life experiences, and then they find out what they can get. You know, being funny is something which can help you in every aspect of your life. Uh, It basically helps you make connections with people. Um, have a good sense of humor will always add to your arsenal when socially interacting with people. You know, we don't want to start with being the class clown or the joker, but if you want some tips to improve your humor, it's important to figure out what does it. So watch more stand-up comedians. Watch more comedians. That's a simple, that's a very simple way to do that. You learn effectively when you fall into the idea of how comedians use language. These are experts and they're teaching you something that you need to know. And so examining their ability to draw on humor in life, even if you're not laughing at it, can teach you how to integrate your personality and bring humor out of yourself. These people are doctors. They're experts. They know what they're doing and they know how to do it because they've been doing it over and over and over, over time. And so, you know, funny people, if you find people funny, you want to gravitate to them and reflect on them. Don't take on their personality. You don't have to take on their jokes. You, you don't have to retell their jokes. But what you want to do is take on their, their thought patterns and how they invented their humor and integrate that into who you are. You know, if you can refine your sense of humor by immersing yourself in humor, you know, listening to podcasts, listening to comedy channels, watching comedians, reading funny books, there's a lot of funny out there. And if you don't know where to start, look for something in your taste or start with something that's popular and and just watch by uh, listening to stand up. You know, I I sometimes I like to listen to uh, Joel Osteen because he's pretty positive, wonderful guy. And uh, he's always telling jokes uh, throughout his uh, sermons. And it's so fun because that warms you to him. And this is so incredibly inspiring, his messages. But also what's inspiring about him is the fact that he's able to really look at the funny in people. 
you know, we want to see the funny side to almost everything. If you really want to develop your humor, then try to take something ordinary and make a joke out of it. There's there's a hidden joke behind every little event and situation you come across. So you want to look at situations from a different perspective that is very valuable life skill and will come in handy uh, when learning how to tell jokes. If you uh, get stressed out about a situation, then eventually just burst out into laughter and start making fun of it. You know, I know that seems weird, but this causes your mood to do something different. It goes in a 180. You know, if you try that, you're going to find that you're not going to be living in that negative dialogue that you have in your brain that can do so much damage to yourself. You know, so um, it's very important to be able to try your jokes out and to begin to tell your jokes. So you find safe people. You find people that are safe to tell the jokes to. Hopefully, you're not going to do damage at work. Hopefully, you're not going to do damage to offend somebody. Hopefully, you have enough skill to understand what people will accept and what they won't. But you really want to try some basic stuff. And by doing that, uh, what's going to happen is you're going to be able to uh, basically show a different side of yourself. You know, you want to find resources like jokes, like humor, like puns, pictures, stand up. You know, search for that stuff like you search for music. Search for that stuff like you search for movies because that stuff is going to make your life lighter and easier. And if you know funny people, try to hang out with them. But not grossly funny, but I'm talking about people that are just naturally funny. You know, what a way, a better way to grow your sense of humor than surround yourself with funny people. And you want to pay close attention and don't be afraid to contribute. You know, every little laugh counts. In fact, just a couple genuine laughs a day can help you live longer, enhance your life and improve your perspective. You know, if someone doesn't laugh, don't give up. You know, everybody faces criticism. That doesn't mean that you can't tell a joke. It just means that, hey, you know. It's okay. I'm developing my sense of humor. So, yeah, that one didn't work. <laughs> so, admit it. <laughs> just just eat it. <laughs> and you also want to be very careful to overdo it. Be witty, but not silly. You know, you don't want to make an, an ass out of yourself. You, you, you want to stay positive. You want to laugh more. And what we're talking about is a healthy life. A healthy life. And so, it's very important to know the difference between funny and mean. Uh, if something is about someone else, it's usually mean. A lot of people that are gossipy are mean, and they will focus on putting other people down, focusing on other people's flaws. And that meanness, they just have no humor to them whatsoever. They're such a weighted person. And it's so sad that they're, the people in this life will focus only on that, and that is all that they will reap and sow for their life. And, you know, the other thing about negative people is the, the harm they do to children. You know, children pick up on negativity so much and uh, they, they feel it. They see it. They understand it. They understand when their life is being impacted by negative people. Let's say you have a boss that you don't like or someone that's being mean or whatever. They know and they feed on that and, and they learn from those experiences. So we want to be resilient. We don't we want to surround ourselves with armor that our family, our who we are, doesn't have to be about that. And so it's important because if we don't offer, uh, especially our children, a different perspective on life, we don't give them a sense of uh, that life is hopeful and faithful and, and good. You know, um, you can also uh, make jokes without being mean. Um you know, but most jokes, like I said, are best said about ourselves. You know, being sarcastic and witty can help you a long way 
making people laugh, but you want to know your audience and you want to know when to stop. But the other thing is practice. Believe me, humor is a serious business. It is a business you need to get to know. And that means you practice, 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 practice. Tell those stories in your mind over and over and over again until you can finally get to a place where you do better. You know, the other thing is it's interesting. If you're in sales, for instance, if you can tell jokes, you can warm people up and lower their defenses. And and if you're in a people, in any kind of people skills area, you've got to be able to have humor. Uh, I've noticed uh, just in business, people will come in, they have something to present or they have something they have to do, but they're taking it so serious that they don't find humor and they don't find the ability to to draw the intimacy and the relationship. Humor is the best first step towards gaining a relationship with other people. So, you know, there, there's uh, um, basic elements that create humor, the target of the humor uh, the, 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 the realism of the humor, the exaggeration, the emotion. But the biggest part is the surprise. You know, is humor is basically a criticism cloaked as entertainment and, it, and it's targeted. And uh, it can be most anything or anybody, but you need to be sure you're focused on the right target for your particular audience. So humor is an attempt to challenge the status quo, but targeting must reaffirm the audience hostilities and prejudices and, and basically, successful humorists target uh, universal appeal. And, and so they're looking at something that everybody, no matter what they think, can identify with it. You know, humor is also a, a powerful antidote to many of the hostile feelings in our daily lives. So all of us uh, have hostility towards something. And hostility can be funny. And so we can use that to draw humor out of ourselves. Also, realism. You know, most, mo- most uh, jokes or most stories have a bitter truth to them and, and say something deep and dark about us as people. But when we can uh, laugh at that and look at that and show that, oh, my gosh, we're so flawed. We are so flawed in this life. And that is such a good thing. It's such a good thing because, you know, that's why we have forgiveness. And and forgiveness, especially from God, forgave all of us. And, and we have to understand that, that we're entitled to those things. Also, uh, 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 it has to have emotion. It has to have emotion. And it has to have surprise if we're going to have humor. All right, that's our show. Our next show is going to be uh, talking about words and negative phrases and those dialogues that we have in our brain. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. I get so much positive feedback. I'd love to hear from you. DRGBMFT at SBCGlobal.net or my website, DRGBMFT.com. I'm currently scheduling speaking and teaching engagements, conducting intensive coaching for marriage, uh, pre-marriage individuals in person or Skype. So please contact me right away if you'd like to book a time. And that's www.drgbmft.com. Now remember, if you want to solve the chicken before the egg problem, order both from Amazon and see what comes first. And when you were young, you wanted to be an adult so bad. Now look at yourself. We went from uh, doing the hula hoop to therapy groups. <laughs> the only books that all libraries won't have are how to commit suicide books because they will never get it back. That's our show. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. 
Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 